We are live. It is Tuesday night, so you know Fresh Take Sports Podcast is live. I want to do the quickest ever hello to Big Luke. Big Luke, quick hello. Hey, how are you? Uh, good, guest. <laughs> I'm going right to the guest, man. It's the legendary guest. Uh, I want to introduce this man today, former O-line coach in the NFL for well over 25 years, uh, 14 or 15 years with the Bengals, also the Panthers, the Giants, the Bills. I missed on tw- uh, Twitter today, the Jets, uh, my mistake, I'll own, own that. Uh, some of our college fans may know him from Buffalo, Marshall, Boston, Wake Forest. Please welcome Coach Jim Mouse McNally. Hey. <laughs> I just want to uh, uh, thank you, honestly, for taking the time for our little podcast. It, it uh, means a lot. We appreciate it. No problem. Thank you for having me. They're pretty uh, pretty straightforward questions. We're not going to take a bunch of your time, but we're uh, pretty happy no, you're okay. on. So. That's okay. Uh, b- before we get to the questions, we do want to, any, anything you want to plug. Uh, where can people reach you? I know you're the O-line guru. You're on Twitter at Coach McNally OL. Uh, you've got a website, CoachMcNallyOL.com. You're on CoachTube.com. What's the best place for people to reach you, and is there anything you're plugging these days? Uh, I guess on, just on Twitter. You know, I, I must have put out 1,500 tweets. I do it for free. I probably put out close to a thousand, uh, you know, two minute or less videos on techniques, plays, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You know, I do sell some, but I'm not, uh, I give everything out on Twitter. So, uh, the, the things that people buy are probably some of the same stuff that I cover on Twitter. I just happen to be, uh, available, you know, a guy named Scott, uh, I'm sorry. Um, Troy Taylor, who runs the Totem Pole uh, podcast out of Virginia, he says, Coach, you ought to get on Twitter. I said, Twitter? I said, I think I have one follow and one follower. And my, <laughs> my, my handle was like Jim McNally 18. And then when they got me on it, uh, you know, the, uh, the new owner had my handle is like uh Jim McNally one five seven six seven two four five and then and then this guy named Troy Taylor says no 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 you gotta do a at coach McNally OL blah 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 so yeah he's in right. February he got me on and then I just started sending out tweets and tweets and eventually since February I got about fifteen thousand followers and to make people feel good when I see that they don't, that I don't follow them, I press follow. I can't <laughs> you made me feel good today, coach. You made me feel good with the follow today. Yeah, yeah. I can't possible see everybody's tweets. Oh, yeah. Oh, 100%. Yeah. When that, with that many uh, subscribers, of course. Yeah. yeah Hard to keep up with. We can uh, get to some questions we got for you here. So uh, let's see. Correct me if I go wrong here anywhere, but your first NFL game, we're kind of a pro-focused show here. Uh, your first O-line coaching job with the Bengals was in 1980 uh, to 1994. You spent the majority of your NFL career there. Uh, one thing I noticed, Anthony Munoz, one of the best players of all time, not just linemen of all time, credit to you to most of his success I read online. I was wondering, do you have any other like, cool stories or any nice memories of Munoz that, you, that come to mind? Well, uh, yeah, when he was at college at SC his senior year, he played his first game against Texas Tech, and he got hurt. 
Mm -hmm. He blew out his knee, and then he didn't play until the last game in the Rose Bowl. And I believe they played uh, – they either played Ohio State uh, – yeah, I think they played Ohio State, and they won the game. And uh, we drafted him at the Bengals, obviously. He was the third pick. Uh, mm -hmm. That year, I think it was Billy Sims, Johnny Lamb Jones, receiver. I think he went to the Jets and then Munoz. And okay. – uh, I coached him for 13 years, and he never had a knee injury. And, and he had good hands, too, like catching hands. Oh, yeah. He was a pitcher in college. Oh, yeah. okay. I don't yeah. think I knew that. No. One game, he had 28 pancakes, and they weren't all on the run. His man oh, was wow. on the ground. Absolutely. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. I actually just read recently. I knew about Munoz and his pro career and everything. I didn't really re I didn't realize that he was so injured. And that was a bit of a concern with teams. He was so dominant when he did play his junior year and then his two senior year games. Forrest Gregg, the head coach who's deceased now, oh, went Forrest. out there to work him out and Forrest came did a pass rush on him. It wasn't full speed, obviously. Munoz hit him and knocked him right over. Forrest wow. Craig came back and said, yeah, no question. The Hall of Famer himself. Yeah, Hall of Famer himself. We need That's to take awesome. Munoz. Oh, wow, he, was yeah. a, he, he was a terrific player. He's a great He's a great person. I mean, he is. Uh, you talk about uh, walking the walk and talking the talk. I mean, if you Google the number one offensive lineman ever in the history of football, his name will come up, not just as a tackle, but as the number one player. Now, um, Pure and simple, yeah. I mean, I think if you pick the three best players in in, in the in the history. The three I best linemen? The three best offensive linemen? No, I'm, I'm going to tell you that who I think the three best offensive linemen were, okay. Munoz, John Hanna, and the center from Alabama that played at the Dolphins. Oh, and his, his name slips me right now. But I know, it's slipping me too. I know what you mean. He's not, that, he's not that old. I mean, it's not like he's a, a 1940 guy, but he was unbelievable. <laughs> wow. Can I, can I say no Bruce Matthews? No, Bruce. Bruce Matthews was outstanding, but he wasn't better than... Those three. Munoz, he wasn't yeah. better than John Hanna. I saw in 2010 uh, the NFL actually ranked Munoz as the 12th best player of all time, not just lineman. 12th best player of all time. That's pretty hot. Yeah. I mean, he was a great athlete. I mean, there wasn't anything he couldn't do. I mean, after practice in the summer, he'd go out and run five miles. And then he'd have to get an IV. I say, what the hell's wrong with you? And, uh, <laughs> what is wrong with him? I mean, uh, look, you go ahead. When we put the name of the player that he was going to play against on the board, I would put the guy's name and I would just take an eraser and erase it. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> that is awesome. There's some contention that Bruce Smith would give him a tough time occasionally on a pass rush, which he did. Yeah. But on the running game, Bruce Smith was taken out of bounds. Yeah. Yeah. On many plays. But Munoz was a great player. But don't forget, he played against some great players, too. I mean, like, uh, you know, that great pass rusher from the 49ers who used to be with San Diego. You know, he was the right defensive end. 
fast, undersized, yeah. fast. He played against Selman, uh, yeah. you know, from the uh, Tampa Bay. He, he was seeing Bruce, great prime great Bruce players. Smith in his day too is always a challenge, like you said, but he handled oh, him well. Yeah, absolutely. yeah. But I'm not trying to put Bruce Smith down, but I'm saying no. sometimes <laughs> they brag on Bruce Smith. But if you just watch the the entire game, uh, you know, you'll know who was the best player. Yeah, you you know who went out in the end. Um, just keeping with Cincinnati a little bit. Um, I think I'm thinking of a couple of years there that you might have a, a fondest memory. But what would your fondest memory be from being with the Bengals? If you can pinpoint one, it doesn't have to be exact or. Well, I think it was maybe uh, the second year we went to the Super Bowl. You know, I'd been there since 1980. It was like 1988. I mean, we yep. dominated. Uh, yep. Now, we lost four or five games. I think our record was 12 and four. But it was like you go into every game <laughs> knowing that you were going to win, or you know, obviously you you'd lose you'd lose a game or two, but uh, you didn't have that worried feeling. Yeah, you no. knew you knew with Boomer at the controls, the no huddle offense. You know, guys like Munoz and Tim Crumrod right and. Uh, Icky Woods, James Brooks, uh, you know, uh, some great receivers, really. Uh, I think Isaac Curtis was still with us then. And, uh, uh, you know, we had a good team. We, we had did. an excellent team. And uh, uh, even the years that the Steelers won the Super Bowls, they had trouble with the Bengals. There was something that we had on the Steelers. I don't know what it was. It, I don't think it was magic. I just think it happened. <laughs> uh, it, it could have been. It could have been. You never know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. And then the, the Bengals went through some lean years, obviously, in the 90s. Yeah. But I think that uh, over bad. the years, they, you know, they got uh, they got more scouts and they, they, you know, they caught up with the other teams as far as, totally. uh, you know, paying players and getting more scouts. And then when they got Joe Burrow, baby, watch out. I I totally agree. And I'll be honest with you. I'll say this. uh, I think this is uh, their best offensive line they've had for Joe Burrow this year coming up. They're uh, a good looking, good looking line. I don't know. You know, I know that uh, Orlando Brown's a huge man. Uh, I, I don't know how good he is, but obviously he played on a Super Bowl team, and he's a huge guy. And his dad was a great player, but uh, yeah, they have a, they have a good line. Uh, but like I say, uh, you know, uh, right here in Buffalo where I live, you know, they've got uh, Josh Allen, who's a great quarterback. Mahomes yeah. is yeah. obviously a great yeah. player, but Joe Burrow, I'll guarantee you, is the most accurate quarterback in football. I. Okay. That's saying something. We're going to hold you to it. When I watch them practice and I see the ball right, like now I know there are other players that another coach might say is just as good or just as that, but this guy, and is he smart? And and he's got those receivers. uh, uh, But I mean, you know, they got to win, you know, it's, it's, but, but when they got that kid, you knew, when he played in that championship game, was it against 
Clemson or well, he threw six touchdown passes in the, yeah, in yeah, the yeah, college yeah. football. Yeah. So you knew that kid was going to be good. Oh yeah. He, he is great. And he's turned out to be, he's threatening. He's right there with Josh Allen and Mahomes. I'll take any one of the three, to be honest with this. So. Oh, top three. Well, easy. <laughs> yo, you know, like in the old days, you know, Tom Brady's a great player. He's the goal. We understand that, but I'm not so sure that the most accurate quarterback in the past, you know, not in the present days, wasn't Joe Montana. Yo, good call there. Good call. How dare you? I'm uh, old enough uh, to remember Joe. <laughs> uh, no, our man over at the Fanboys, our homie Jay over there, sets up this interview. So I want to shout out the Fanboys. They're an up and coming kind of sports conglomerate, uh, helping out young ta- uh, talent, covering college sports. So on, on their behalf, besides going to coachmanalleyol.com and checking out your courses, What's one good tip for any like high schooler, young athlete coming up uh, that wants to make it? Well, I know for the, the coaches, it's easy for them to say, oh, these kids can't do it. They're only in high school. Nah, that's not true. They need to stay on top of their trade. Okay, so uh, for coaches, uh, the best coaches, the master coaches are the ones that are just as good as college or pro coaches. They stay on top of their game. They go to clinics. They look at video. They don't just uh, treat it as a job where, you know, they're working at the school and they get paid. For the players, my advice might not might not fit with present-day athletes, but here's what I know. I know this. I'm almost 80 years old. The players now in high school, the good players, you know, not the great players, but the from the good to the great, from the great to the good players, all they care about is their highlight film, their huddle film, where they're mm-hmm. going to get a scholarship, who's they're going yeah. to recruit them. If they spend as much energy worrying about that, I mean, excuse me, if they spend as much energy on the field uh, worrying about their fellow uh, teammates and their their high school, uh, yeah. it would be a better world. Example, let's say there's a offensive guard. He's 5'9", 215 pounds. Maybe he never plays high school again. He loves the game. When his last game is over, he cries. The five-star guy, oh, I got 15 offers, uh, you know, uh, blah, blah. That's the same in college. You know, a guy's going to play in an all-star. Oh, no, I'll sit out because I don't want to get hurt. So what I'm saying to you is the players now, really don't identify with the team. They more mm. identify where they're going next. And yeah. that's the way the coaches are. The coaches don't bust their ass like they used to looking at film, going to spring practices. They've got everything given to them on the internet or on their iPad uh, because each NFL team, probably college too, have at least 20 coaches. I mean, the NFL coaches, they got 22, 23 coaches. Okay. So all the coaches are doing is where can I get a better job? Where can I move up rather than put their energy on the job they have? It's not the same. I was brought up in the greatest generation. If you ever read Tom Brokaw's book, The Greatest Generation, that's when I was brought up. Oh, that's awesome. That's a great answer, too, by the way. Thank you so much. Put your for energy that. in the job you have. That's what I took away. That's amazing. Uh, put your energy in the job you have, Lou. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, anyway. Next question. Oh, that was a great, great answer, by the way. 
Um, so when did coaching, at what stage along the way did coaching become um, a real possibility as a career for you? Were you, well, were you in college or? Well, lo- it's kind of a long story. When I came out, I'm, an, I'm not a big man. I'm 5'9", if you stretch me. I was kind of husky. I probably weighed 215, and I was a walk-on at Buffalo, University of Buffalo, where I'm from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. the uh, my coach was Buddy Ryan. The Which is Buddy super Ryan. cool, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. And uh, uh, I was a walk-on, and uh, my second year, uh, we <clears throat> we went into a uh, a room with. Uh, uh, you know, mats on the floor and a helmet and shoulder pads. And we did illegal things, practicing, putting in his defense. And he kind of, he kind of made me a football player. I earned a scholarship. I ended up yeah. playing. And uh, so I guess that's when I, I was a business major and I fucking hated it. <laughs> I mean, Balance sheets and like you know yeah. GM pre gross national product corporation. <laughs> I told my dad. I said, I think I want to be a phys ed teacher. My dad, who's deceased, he'd probably be 115 years old now. He says, you don't want to be a phys ed teacher. All they do is roll the balls out. And he demonstrated. That's all they do is roll the <laughs> balls out. No, you need to take business. You know. Uh, so anyway, I was a business major, but I played football. I was a graduate assistant, and that's how I kind of phased well, into the coaching world. Morphed into it. Yeah, that's very cool. Hey, it worked out. It uh, worked no, out for you. We're <laughs> over on time. We have one more question each real quick. Uh, my last question, personally, I was kind of creeping your Twitter, and I was seeing who you follow that I also follow. This might be a long shot, but you follow Kevin Owens, the WWE wrestler. Do you know who I'm talking about? I know who you're talking about, but when I follow Kevin Owens, I don't think he follows me. Oh, <laughs> no, no, Kevin. <laughs> I don't know that. I'm just saying. Uh, no, probably, you're probably right. Kevin Owens, man. Shout out Kevin Owens. Follow the coach. For reason, his face come up and I press follow because <laughs> I want everybody to think I'm following him because, you know, I, I, I don't want anybody to think, oh, uh, because when I press follow i get so many coach thanks so much for following me and then i i i look at some of the tweets and this that or the other i texted uh, luke when you did it was awesome yeah, yeah. <laughs> thank you yeah uh, no thank you yeah no, no that was very uh, very cool we're, we're gonna get after kevin owens <laughs> like he's my favorite wrestler it was just funny but anyway luke it's one last question and then we'll let you go and it's a real tough one it's a doozy okay I'm a Vikings fan. My cohort here is a Steelers fan. Who's going to have a better year this year? Oh, geez, that's a good question. I don't know. I should. I mean, I know certain teams. I know the AFC North, obviously. Yeah, obviously. I don't yeah. know the NF. I don't know the NFC as well. I know they got same. Cousins as their quarterback. But you know what? I think that young quarterback from the Steelers is going to turn it around for him. If you I, I'm, I've been telling I've been telling him that that I like Pickett. Kenny Pickett. I'm yeah. skeptical of him. I like Kenny Pickett. I'm trying to pump him up on him, and uh, I think he's got a 
real good chance to succeed. He could be the next, not necessarily Ben Roethlisberger, but um, he could have longevity there, I think. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I just don't know all the players, but that that's a darn good well, question because they're, they're two different teams. I mean, yeah. one's out there in Minnesota and one's here in Pittsburgh. <laughs> yeah. it, it would be different if you said, well, do you like uh, – uh, Buffalo or Cleveland? Well, they're uh, three hours apart. Well, what about yeah, you like the Jets or the Giants? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You pick some team way the hell over here and some team way the hell over there. <laughs> yeah, well, we're doing it over a coast, that's for sure. <laughs> Up here in Canada, you know, we're, 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 we're a bunch. Scotia, I went there on vacation, I told you. I, oh, took a, I, I, I think I was in Maine and I took some sort of a boat. Yes, you did. Yep. I, yep. Yeah. I thought I was going to be on a super cruise liner. No. No. <laughs> it, was, it was like a fishing boat. <laughs> I remember they played bingo. There you go. There you go. We get a lot of fishing boats here in Nova Scotia, to be honest. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, shit, man. That's all. I, I we're over the time. I, I I don't have any more questions for you. I appreciate you coming by. Do you have any any last plugs or anything you want to say before we let you go? No, uh, I don't. Uh, I I enjoyed the uh, the NFL. Oh, I uh, one more thing. Okay, <laughs> take all the time you want. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. And and and, and I, I'm not I'm not trying to be negative. I'm just saying that in the old, you know how old. Farts talk about the old days. Well, I'm I'm really an old guy, but I'm new school. I mean, I'm updated yeah. in football techniques. Uh, you know, I go to the gym with younger people. I'm not just an old fart that's, uh, you know, set in his ways. But I know this. The players in the old days that didn't make much money, they really connected with the hometown team. Because they didn't make a lot of money and they had to work jobs. So most mm-hmm. of those players, actually, when they would retire, or if they got hurt and injured, had to quit, they stayed right in that hometown. Yep. Nowadays, the players could give a shit about the team that they play. <laughs> That's not, true. not about the team, but about the community. They can say, oh, we got a foundation. We got a It's just a write-off. Tax write-off, yeah. <laughs> the players don't give a damn about the local community. I mean, they may go to the children's hospital and have a warm heart for something like that, but really they can't wait till the season's over to go to their hometown. And most of their hometowns are like Phoenix or like uh, Miami or like California. Nobody stays in Buffalo. Nobody stays in Pittsburgh other than other than the franchise quarterback, because they know that they're going to be there for 10, 12 years. So yeah. they know damn well where their bread's being buttered, where their butter's yeah. being bred. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. so, uh, the player can't wait till he gets his next contract. And he wouldn't give a damn if he went from the West Coast to the East Coast. Because when the season's over, he's going back to warm weather where he's made his final resting place. No, I not. like it. I like that. So that the is, fans that's... care more about the team than the team does about the fans. Oh yeah. I, I don't disagree. I, I, I don't disagree. You. No, I, I don't disagree at all. I'm with you on that one, actually. Oh, 100%. <laughs> uh, 
Anthony Munoz is not that way. Anthony Munoz still lives in Cincinnati, and he's a California guy. Now, he was a That's great cool. player. He was a great player, played his whole career, but he never he met enough people there. His, his uh, daughter and son went to high school there, and he loved the town. But, I mean, he was... He was in the 80s, okay? Now, now we're 2023, okay? So that's 24, five, how many years ago? Eight, 1980, 1990, 2000. I mean, my God, that, that's 40 years ago, right? Yeah. It's yeah. 1980 oh, yeah. and yeah. 2023 is what, 43 years 43 ago? 43 years ago, yeah. 43 years ago and, be, and, and beyond, you know, the 70s, yeah. the late 60s, part of the 80s they cared about the community good now that's good to hear and hopefully we can get back to that i just might I not mean, be... i'm not saying that the teams don't generate community excitement yeah but the players when they sign those autographs you know at training camp oh jesus the coach says no it's offensive line signs today they go oh my god no quarterbacks <laughs> today you yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, because a kid, a kid will hand them a little piece of paper about this big and say, "Can you give me an autograph?" You know what I mean? So, uh, you know, Coach is always keeping it real. <laughs> Absolutely, I is it, it the same in pro basketball? I mean, really? I mean, uh, Fair do enough. they really care about the team? I mean, do, the hockey players do they really? Now the Sports, Canadian, yeah. yeah, the Canadian honestly, players, it's, a, it's a different generation. It really is very yeah. different. Yeah. They have more power than ever, that's for sure. The world is different. It's yeah, not true. the same. I'm with yep. you. I hear you. 100%. Well, man, 10 minutes over what you promised us. I can't thank you enough. The legend. Thank you. Tim McNally, I appreciate your time so much, man. Um, anytime you want to come on, you're obviously welcome to be here, man. Yeah, just call me. I'll do it. Awesome. Super man, appreciate man, it, man. That fine. We're going to be reaching out. Okay, well, have a good one. All right, take care, sir. You bye too. Bye. See ya. Yeah, okay, bye-bye. Man, that was awesome, dude. He went yeah, like was 10, 10, 10 minutes over what he promised, man. I, I didn't want to push it, you know? No, no, awesome. I, I, you know what? He wanted to, and that's great. I thought oh. he was awesome. What a great guest. Great guest. Hey, everyone go follow uh, the coach, Jim McNally, on Twitter, of course, at Coach McNally, O-L. Uh, yeah. Super cool guy. Sorry, totally <laughs> funny as hell. Uh, <laughs> when I have him back on, uh, he did say even before the stream he'd be back on near the NFL season. So I'll, I'll uh, try to remember to ask that question when he comes on again. Uh, I appreciate everyone stopping by. Yo, Meredith, Darpreg, JJ, Totem. Yeah, thank uh, you. Guys. Appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, it's awesome. I'll be on, I'll be honest with you. My usual saying, <laughs> I could I couldn't think of another way to word it. No, I didn't I didn't look at the time. Uh, I had an eye on it, man. It was awesome. You, you had you had it for anybody. I didn't look. I was kind of. I, I I love the stories. I thought they were great. Oh, he was loving telling stories too, man. It, it was a, it was an awesome interview. Uh, so what I have to figure we would do on this episode of Fresh Takes. Uh, I will do my normal uh shoutouts after the ad break. Let's take an ad break just to reset the show, and then we'll do our normal type episode where we run through the news of the week. But of course, we had to open up with Jim McNally. Of course, yeah, of course, that was great. Oh man, that was uh, awesome, man! And he was—he's uh, a real motherfucker, you know. <laughs> he's something that guy. Man. Oh, <laughs> oh, funny, uh, funny fella. <laughs> man, maybe next time we'll see if we can book it for for solid half an hour, you know. Yeah, honestly, honestly, yeah, exactly. I'd be 
Totally down with that. <laughs> dark break in the present of greatness. Oh man, you're totally right, man. It felt exactly like that. Dark break, exactly. It felt like that, man. Uh, all right, so let me uh, retime stamp this. All right, got two short ad breaks under uh, under one minute each, and then we'll get to our regular show. What do you think, Luke? Yeah, sounds good. Sounds good. I was right. checking my notes, make sure I have notes for the rest of the show. I'm like, oh, what are we doing? <laughs> oh, man. There's more? There's more. Yeah, yeah. Wait a second. I got to regroup. Stay tuned. Woo. Hey, guys. It's Brad with College Sportscast. We're presented by DefanBoys. I want you guys to check out my brand new Victorious Tee from True Victory. Scan that QR code. Takes you straight to the website. They're founded by U.S. military veterans. True Victory is a sportswear and streetwear brand dedicated to building everyday champions on and off the field. Our purpose is to transform lives and elevate humanity through the power and unity of sports, positive stories, and serving others. Again, check out that QR code. Use our code to fanboys for a 15% discount. And get a great team, man. It's comfortable. And remember, they're part sports, part street, and always true. And I just want to shout out our newest partner, uh, W Energy Drinks. You know, it's an energy drink. You get the powder. You mix it up at home. But it's better than any of that coffee, any of that energy drink you get. There's no crash, no jitters, no angst. Uh, they have a patented neurofactor. Uh, that's the star of the show. We got brain food. I'm talking taurine, tyrosine, glutamine. Uh, more. Uh, they only have the best amino acids. Uh, only the best brain benefiting vitamins. I'm talking B3, B12, vitamin C, much more. I'm also talking 150 milligrams of caffeine. So just like your energy, it gives you that kick. There's no sugar, no maltodextrin, no fake colors, no dyes, no fillers, no BS. You can go to W.GG w.gg make sure you use the code real fresh two words code real fresh get 10 percent off your order and support the show or if you rather just copy paste the link from the description get that w baby get that w w man i'm still living off 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 that interview segment man that was pretty we've had some pretty cool guests on and he oh man like former pro arena bo adds to that list coach jim mcnally nfl man it's it's uh it's ramping up lately man it's uh it's impressive we're pretty lucky all right we will continue on with our normal type of show if you're new to the show Three quarters of the time, it's me and Big Luke, and we go through the news uh, the, of the week. Burr, burr. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone leaves. Everyone leaves. Uh, right. Let's get to it. So, first up, I've got uh, Joe Mixon. Sorry, I've, I have a separate note that I didn't have ready. Here we go. Joe Mixon uh, restructured his deal with the Bengals to stay for next season, Big Luke. So, uh, he was originally due $9.4 million in the base salary. Now, now he restructured it to earn just under six in base, so like over three million. Uh, and he's kind of restructured it to incentives that only go to eight. How did they not make a statue of this man? I, I, uh, I think he knows that he's in a good spot. He knows one hundred percent. And since he's the lead back there, it ain't going to be Chase Brown. But they're, they're going, he's doing them a favor, though. Don't get no, he is. No, no, no. I think he knows what he has, but uh, and he, 
I think he really thinks he has a chance here. And you look at the rest of that team. There's a couple flaws, a couple weak points on D, but I like that team as a Super Bowl threat. I really do. Oh yeah, definitely top two, three team in top yeah, three. That in offense, the AFC. Yeah, that offense. Honestly, that offense. I touched on it uh, just with the in Jim's interview there um, about that offensive line. I like that offensive line more than it did the past couple of years. Um, Joe Burrow, still Joe Burrow, and he and Jim was right about that. Joe Burrow is great. Yeah, uh, yeah, he yeah. has he has three great receivers. Well, two and a half tower boys. If, if you're good. a Bengals fan, <laughs> how do you not go buy a Mixon jersey? Like you, you owe it to him to go buy his jersey. I I, uh, I like it for them. I like it for him. I think that's yeah, good on him. Enough. Yeah, and uh, and I think it's a. I think he knows that he'll get his touches there, and he knows that's a good team, and he and he must feel at home in Cincy. That's a pay maybe, cut, man. Maybe not as much as uh, we think now, but <laughs> it's, pay it's cut, a, bro. yeah, I know. Good for him. And uh, good for Cincy, and that just puts them obviously uh, as you know your your top three four teams. Right Helping there. you, out. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 All yeah, right, for sure. So uh, I mean, damn. I just think that's uh, I would. I, I don't think I could do that. Give up three point four million just to stay with, with something that I like. I don't know. I, I've really? also never had six million or nine million. <laughs> The restructure is actually pretty uh, uh, is pretty cool. Now it it just allocates money a little differently and stuff like that. But yeah, it's yeah, also yeah. Uh, um, it's uh, definitely benefits the team and, and and good on good on on, on Mixon and um, Cincinnati's got. Yeah, it might have. We'll see. They they're going to be right there. It's the best offense for sure. Oh, might be into my high-scoring games this year. Good odds, yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> uh, without getting too far into it, they have top two, three odds. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Okay, some more NFL news. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins news. So the Tennessee Titans are expected to sign this uh, free agent wide receiver to a two-year deal. Yeah. Uh, so the reported news is that they will give him a base salary of twelve mil. With incentives up to 15, pretty good payday. Uh, now Hopkins, I mean, he's still got steps. He's 31, I believe. Uh, this is all reported by ESPN on their website. What are you thinking here, man? Does it? I mean, the- uh, it makes sense for Hopkins. Um, what Hopkins for money or for what? No, I, 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 I like it for, for Hopkins money? in terms of yeah, he'll get his no. targets. Yeah, yeah, he's going to get his targets. Um, oh yeah, okay, he'll get targets, not W's. Um, they still are not a bad team. Uh, they need a quarterback. Um, they need what else? Are else? Uh, they're, they're, they're okay. They're okay on D, uh, but they need a cornerback for sure. Maybe two. It, but, um, yeah, he's going to be across from Tra- Traylon Burks. And I Burks. think it's going to be, uh, Burks going to have, uh, on, on, on the other side, year from his rookie year, and yeah. I think he's going to be a big threat. I like it as a one-two tandem. Um, I also like their other receivers who are going to have a little lesser role. Uh, hey, you still there? Yeah, I'm here. I'm, yeah, I'm like, sorry, man. I'm going to keep talking. I'm going to yeah, keep go talking. Go. Yeah. We know who they have in the backfield. It should open up the the pass game a little bit. Uh, this is all barring injury and all that, but uh, yeah, yeah. I, I I do like. Uh, I do like the move for Hopkins. Uh, they're not a Super Bowl threat, but they could still be possibly a playoff team. And um, 
I, I I'm okay with it. I, I think it's going to be a nice one-two tandem with him and Burks, and uh, I guess Tannehill, I guess for now, and then we'll see about down the road Levis. I don't know, and uh, uh, I like it, and I th- I think it makes sense there. Here you're back, hey man. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know what happened. Like it was still plugged in and on. I don't know what happened. I just turned it back it on. Just and... came back. Yeah, yeah, you came back to life uh, there. But uh, just... no, for Hopkins, I think it makes sense. He's the number one receiver. And uh, he's got enough threats around him to hopefully I, I, keep I the focus it off him. Titans better, uh, but I don't think it makes them playoff threats. Yeah, yeah, I think I think they're uh, they're not a Super Bowl threat in any way. But um, uh, one thing I did want to mention. One thing I did want to mention. Hopkins the past two years there was a suspension, but he also missed time uh, to an injury too. We had the suspension we all know about, but then we had. Uh, uh, yeah, he's almost it, as old as us now. He's getting pretty old. Yeah, he's 31, which is still you can still be effective at 31. But oh, I worry yeah, about yeah. I worry about a decline over the whole season. Okay, take this line here. I'm just making this up between you and I. Okay. Yeah. Over under 0.5 playoff wins. Under they'll make the playoffs and get put out. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. Fair enough. I, I'm. Did you I'm say point five? You said point five, right? Yeah, yeah, point five. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, I pretty much agree with that. Maybe they just miss out on the playoffs. I don't see them as a real threat, and I think you you didn't want to agree with me, but you did in the long kind of work away round, you know. I I don't know honestly. Uh, after hearing Mr. McNally there, Coach McNally. Uh, yeah. I don't. DeAndre Hopkins' sole concern might be getting uh, 150 targets or something, catching 100 and 110 balls. That might be his number one concern in life this year, right? And uh, I think he can probably get up there again. Oh, if he yeah, stays healthy. Sure. If he stays healthy, and especially and, on the Titans, um, man, and other people stay healthy, i.e., Derrick Henry. Um, yeah. Well, it's going to be – Derrick Henry is going to have to be a run threat to make him even more dangerous, you know what I mean? Oh, Derrick Henry hasn't fallen off yet, and everybody's really worried about him, but uh, uh, we'll see. We'll see. But, like, we'll fade him in the draft, right? You it's a I mean? little bit porcelain with Derrick Henry. <laughs> when is he going to get that injury that might derail him? When yeah. is Hopkins going to get that injury that might derail him? But I, I actually am a big fan of both, and so I hope they both can stay in that so upper echelon and – Two wins a pair. I mean, that's pretty close. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I like the move. I like the move. Um, I mean, I don't hate it for the Titans. I, I, I think it makes more sense for the Titans than it does for Hopkins. Uh, now, that being said, as we kind of talked about, it could be about money, I guess. I just don't take the Titans seriously even still. I, I, I get you a little bit because I thought he was going to end up uh, a Patriot. I really did. And uh, the yeah, that was a talk. Room, we didn't know the ins and outs of that, but there was a couple visits there. The, the conversations went well, we heard anyway. We don't know. Um, yeah. So I thought he might end up there because he wants to win. And I think that team is actually going to make the playoffs. Uh, and uh, we'll, uh, I, was, I was surprised, but Tennessee I'm okay with. On I, I like, uh, one thing I like about Tennessee too is Mike Vrabel, head coach Mike Vrabel. Good All coach. Right, Good coach. Good coach. When we do uh, Steelers Vikings predictions, we should do Titans. <laughs> Actually, we could do a quick little blip, blip at the end. 
Oh, yeah. I was like, hey, we did the Titans. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. Like a short uh, little segment. I think we could, man. I think it'd be that'd fun. be funny. <laughs> All right. Let's go ahead to uh, fighting, the boxing, man. Um, so it's been announced Tyson Fury and Francis Ngannou, the former UFC heavyweight champion. Wait. Did you have any any confidence in me saying uh, Ngannou? Uh, I, you got it. If you've seen the show before, you, if you've seen the show before, you know I butcher names every episode. But I felt good about that one. No, no, uh, you're fine. I didn't even wasn't going to question it. <laughs> the I was shadow boxing the microphone, I hit it twice. Oh yeah, I was too busy <laughs> into my note. Uh, so the former UFC heavyweight champion uh, Ngannou was going to box Fury on October 20th, get, uh, 28th, getting that 20th. Saudi money. Getting that side money, doing that live style boxing. Uh, so they're going to meet under traditional boxing rules. I probably should have reached out to Coach Bill, and uh, maybe we still can beforehand. Uh, we can have one next week. You're yeah, man, I'll reach out. Ten, ten three-minute rounds. Now, um, it's getting a little technical for my basic fandom from the outside, but this is a professional non-title fight. So correct me here if I go wrong again, but... So this counts on the record, but where it's technically Ngannou's first professional fight, your first fight can't be for the title? Yeah, yeah, he hasn't really earned it. Um, so somebody, they won't let an unranked fighter challenge for the title. So he has well, to no, because it's very, it's very ranking-based. It's not like dickhead Dana White saying, oh, I like this guy. Everybody loves him because he fucking... I mean, even boxing's like punches that. Punches people days, randomly like, in the face on the street and blah, blah, blah. So he's going to... Boxing and UFC, both fighting promotions, it's all WWE now. Like, No, very much so. Like, for, from my side, I basically just want to ask, like, doesn't Gano have any chance? Like, I feel like just taking my mortgage out and putting it on Fury. Here's where I'm with this. Good, good for Gano. Because he's going to earn more money against Fury than he did okay, his whole UFC bad, career. Whole UFC career. Yeah. And he earned more money in one fight. Here's the problem, though. He's fighting Tyson Fury, who's one of the greatest heavyweights ever. He does have a puncher's chance against Fury. He does. But no. I he, No, no, no. Like, it is, like, out in left field, puncher's chance. So probably it, not happening, He's right? not, though. Yeah, yeah. Tyson Fury is going to keep him behind that jab and beat the shit Rated Francis Ngannou, who I really like as an MMA fighter. Um, and he is going to pound him. Now, that kind of sucks for Francis's value, even though he's got a huge payday and he's set for life and doesn't have to do another thing, right? But then he has to go back and fight MMA, and he's not quite the draw that he was. He will be, because people want to see him still, but not as much, I don't think. And here's another thing. Imagine if Fury lost the world heavyweight champion, one of the greats, at heavyweight, and I'm saying that legit great, is knocked out in a non-title fight. Imagine what a mess that would be for boxing. I can't. I, I think it's not going to happen. But, um, I'm happy. I can't believe Fury actually took this, to be honest with you, but I'm happy for Ngano. I like Fury. I think Fury's a great fighter, and I think he's a cool dude. Uh, but um, I think it's going to be a beat. Oh, uh, I, I totally agree. I, I think I, I I know you kind of said that he has like a one percent chance. I, I'm saying zero 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 percent. If if it's not a knockout, it's a rigged event. Uh, oh, if if Fury doesn't stop him, yeah, yeah, I I can see Fury stopping him because here's what Fury does have, and we forget about this. Fury uh, is a great boxer, 
but he can pop, man. He can bang. And, uh, and he's and you watch any one of his past four or five fights for sure. They've, I think they're all been stoppages in there, all stoppages. Um, and uh, and he is awesome. And I can't believe he signed to take on this risk. Uh, this is way bigger risk. It's not that big a risk. Uh, for for no no no. But here's what I'm saying. This is a way bigger. You're right. But here, this is way bigger risk than Mayweather taking on McGregor. Because I knew McGregor had no chance at all. But there's a little minuscule chance for Ngano, but I don't see it happening. I understand. Yeah. All right, man. Let's go okay, ahead. I, I feel you. <laughs> let's go ahead and talk Shohei Otani, man, and Angels. So it's been officially reported. Wow, this is great reporting by whoever reported this. Imagine this, okay? The Angels are open to trading Shohei Otani. Why in the world would you not be opening to getting a return on your asset that you're going to lose? I think any major league team with any reasonable brain would know that they have to do this. Yeah. Do you think that this is a done deal, or do you think he's staying? What's your thoughts? Uh, I heard he wasn't going to be traded to one team in particular. I think it was the Dodgers. I think that's what I read. I the, would. He wasn't. Uh, I wouldn't be traded to the Dodgers. I, I heard that uh, somewhere. To, I don't know who the source was. I forget. But uh, so don't quote me on that. But here's I the thing: he signs you get, the offseason. You're going to give up a shit ton, even for this basically basically amazing rental player, uh, rental player. But um, going forward, uh, afterward. Who, who's going to who who's going to give him the Yankees and they're going to resign him? I guess the Yankees might be the team to to re or re up him, right? And uh, I, I, I don't know. I don't like Angeles, it. Man. What say it again? I think he's going to go to the Dodgers in free agency, man. I think he would much rather be in LA than in New York. I think he would, but I could see him being a Dodger, maybe in free agency. I agree with that, but he's not going to yeah. trade it there. He's not going to trade it there. Yeah, I'm saying free agency. So, so we agree on the free agency. Now the trade, man, that's difficult. It is difficult because it's basically an amazing Yankees, rental player. Braves, uh, somebody was at Padres. Uh, I don't want to see him go to the Padres. Are just uh, they're kicking the shit out of the Blue Jays right now, six one. But um, they are. Uh, it, that's a hot mess there too, and I don't know if he'd maybe just because location he'd want to go there. But um, the Braves. If I were the Braves, I think the Braves have enough wicked stuff going on. I wouldn't even worry about getting Shohei. I think that lineup is stacked. And I think I mean, that, that, that would, stacked. And that I don't, would make I, huge favors, man. Oh yeah, but I, they don't need that man. And here's my thing with Shohei. I, lo- I love Shohei. I think he's an amazing player. But he's going to be eventually not be able to do both because he is going to be 30 coming up. And he, that's a how, how t- wear and tear on his body, you know, man. The wear and tear on his body. You're talking about this. The one man that is both the GOAT and the most underappreciated person in baseball at the same time, okay? Mm-hmm. But he could be injury-prone very soon. We never, we don't know. That's, and, it. Uh, That's anybody. That's anybody. And I don't hope that for Shohei, but I hope it for the Yankees. So if the Yankees sign him to a long-term contract, I hope and he gets hurt. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't wish injuries on anybody. But I can see that. I, I, I don't know about the trade, man. But I think it'll be a Dodger and free agency with the trade. I really don't have I don't a good. Trade, I don't know who he'd go to. Like, do you think the Angels are dumb enough to think that they're making a push and keep him? 
I I really hope not because I I've heard that um because like the Angels they're clearly shopping him but they also think they have a chance. Well, here's what the Angels had to do, and I thought they made a couple moves this year to improve enough. They don't, by the chance, way. But they have to go and get somebody else who's a superstar yeah. too on the pitching yeah. side of things, right? And they're not uh they're obviously not committed to doing that. So they think I think they think he's going to walk. I think. They'll trade him. Excuse me, hiccups. I think they'll trade I, him. I, I think they better whether they wasted. Uh, I mean, they, they've wasted his whole career, I guess. Why not waste the last six months of it or three months of it, whatever it is? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's fair. Oh, that's kind of a good way to put it, actually. <laughs> it's like when they botched this thing already. Like, yeah, I already messed this up, so why not just get more in for nothing? Yeah. yeah. But uh, you can still command something, even though you're getting for it, getting him for a short period of time. Uh, he can still command something. So why they should? Honestly, they should. They better. I, the fan I base might want. might want to string up the ownership, but um, it it's the reality of pro sports, I guess, in a lot of ways. And uh, uh, you okay? Oh yeah, no, I was just okay. timestamping the next segment. Go ahead. Oh, I thought <laughs> something happened. I didn't. No, no, you're uh, good. You're good. Yeah, yeah. I just, uh, I just have, I have some ideas in my head of where he could go, but I don't know if I take that risk. I'm serious. The Braves should not go get him. I'll say that and leave it at that. Hmm. I probably don't agree with that, but I don't think they necessarily need him either. Uh, I think they would have to be very careful not to rock the boat. So I, I can certainly see where you're coming from. Your point isn't totally lost at all, but. I think any team would take him as long as the Braves didn't give up some of their big pieces. Which why would you do that for a rental? Uh, are you wait? Are you thinking a rental player for the Braves? I was thinking long term co- contract for the Braves, but you're thinking rental uh, player for the Braves. Oh, that I changes things. That, I didn't go there. That changes things because I okay. wouldn't mind if they didn't give give up too much. They can't give up any of their arms really that they have. I don't, give them I'd be, the AAA team. I yeah yeah for Otani. Um, yeah, I could see it for a rental, um, but I wouldn't yeah. sign him long term of as the Braves because the Braves could end up being back to back. That's chance. where I am exactly. That's where I'm at. Yeah. Braves, right there. The All Braves right. could end up being back to back. I can see it, especially they, with the here's my thing. They can anyway. So <laughs> they can, but this would increase their odds. I feel hundred oh, percent, man. Hundred percent. All right, last segment of the day. Two weeks in a row. Uh, we're talking other teams' needs. We're talking Shohei. Let's move on to the Jays. Uh, we're both Blue Jays homies up here yeah. in Canada. Uh, so we've I, I've kind of redone this segment a few times, but basically we're just talking Blue Jays trade deadline needs. Uh, there was a rumor of Nelson Cruz. Uh, I've also heard names like Lourdes. I've heard Tommy Pham. Um, I honestly thought they should get an arm, but it seems they're going after. Uh, a right-handed bat, but none of these names really. I love. I mean, Lourdes would be fine, but I don't think they have the pieces to go get him. So, uh, what do you think some of the Blue Jays' needs are, and do you think they'll address anything like that? Yeah, I don't know about a starter, but I think they should go after a bullpen guy. And to get Lourdes back, I wouldn't mind having Lourdes, but I I think that ship has sailed where he was already oh, yeah. there. Do you know what I mean? Tommy Man, Sam, I'm okay nice. with. I'm okay with uh, Tommy Sam. But I, I, I feel like he would disrupt. Yeah, yeah. I know. Well, he kind of had. Wasn't he the guy who had the uh, the fantasy, the fantasy football? football. <laughs> yeah. Was that him? 
it was Tony Sam, <laughs> wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, Jock. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, Peterson, yeah. Yeah, I uh, I like Tommy Fam on the field, but I don't. I think he would disrupt a little bit too. Is he? I mean, he's he's alright. He's not worth anything major. I don't no, know. but he's solid. He he can get on base. He can provide some offense. I don't want, I don't but I don't know I, if you're just going. Depends on what he has left because Nelson Cruz is forty two or forty three. Any arm I can rely on. Like, there's no mention of like pitcher anywhere. It's all bad. So. Maybe my view is off. No, I, I, I'm okay with the bats. I would go get an airman to the bullpen, possibly. I, uh, I'm. How worried are you about again. like? Um, All right, but the, uh, Manoa and Romero. It, it's to go with those guys. They need maybe somebody because they're uh, both kind of shaky right now. To scare me. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, so I think Swanson and Mesa have been the, the studs out of the bullpen, even though uh, Romero got the All Star Game bid. Uh, Romero, I, 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 I do, I do like Mesa and Swanson a lot. Um, uh, Garcia's on me right now. Um, Simber's been down. Uh, I don't Simber, trust Garcia in any of Trevor Richards is good most of the time, but nice to have another arm down there. It really would be. Um, it would cost them not a ton, but. Uh, it'd be worth going for. And I was thinking Nelson Cruz, be, even if he can still do it at 42 or 43, mm. just have him as a DH and see, see if you get anything out of him. And not, you're not committing much money to him. You're not, it's not. Creation. It's what? It's, it's so desperate smell. Like the, for Nelson Cruz, I don't know. I, I don't know. No, I'm just throwing that out here. Here's the reason. I have loved watching Nelson Cruz mash baseballs for the past 10, 12 years, right? Even though he's That's been the majors longer. He's been doing it for 10, 12 years, and this year and last no, year. No, he's he... actually been doing it for longer, but it's... Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That's but just he's, he's 42, 43, you know what I mean? I don't think they should go after any of those bats. I go focus on a reliever. Do you think Manoa is going to be in the pen for the playoffs? I don't. Manoa, I believe, started tonight, didn't they? Wasn't he the starter? No, he's like in, in the pen for the playoffs, though. Uh, I, as way, if playoff started tomorrow, yes, he 100% would be, uh, or not in the pen. We're not sure, but he wouldn't be starting. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Manoa started tonight, right? I might just lose my mind. Had a long day. <laughs> Honestly, I've not thought about baseball today. Uh, I know it's been a weird non baseball day. It's been on my mind. Shout out Coach Manoa one more time. That, um, that, oh. that is the stuff I have today. I mean, did you have any other notes, anything you wanted to go over? Do you say Coach Manoa? You mean Coach McNally? <laughs> I think he's a coach for Noah. Read it. Play it back. Play it back. Now we have baseball on the mind now. It was Manoa. Uh, yeah, I uh, – no, I don't really have anything to add. I thought that was a really cool experience. I was a little anxious about it all day, and I had a crazy busy day, and yeah. I was worried about how it would go, and it went really, Steve well. making it. went really well, and he was great. Oh, yeah, and uh... – He's agreed to come back on, so uh, during the NFL season, we'll we'll do that. Oh, I think, I I think we'll let him dictate what he wants to talk about because apparently he doesn't like the NFC North. So. Like, <laughs> I was I was looking at some of his podcasts and his tweets. He's got lots of funny stuff to say, man. So once we get some more time, it'll be awesome. <laughs> yeah, it was great. It was great. All right, man. It's how fresh. It's big Luke. Um, real quick before we go, uh, because of this uh, different type of episode, I haven't shared out. All Star Sports Network and Let's Talk Sports Network. Both those are homies. I they made are They are our homies. apologies. Our apologies. And biggest shout out again to the fanboys for uh, hooking up that interview. Exactly. Thank you so much. It was awesome. Yeah, sure.
Awesome. All right. Big, big Luke. It's a fresh, fresh takes every Tuesday. Peace. Peace.